0: We're talking to Agnes Sofwa. She is uh, the co-founder for the Australian Sickle Cell Advocacy. And we're going to be talking about uh, a range of things, but in particular testing, which is essential when planning a family uh, to protect the next generation. And uh, I think to clear that up a little bit, uh, Agnes will be able to um, shed some light on that. So good morning, Agnes, and thank you for making some time today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: No, it's a pleasure, and uh, we're really keen to hear what you've got to say about the particular subject. So we're talking about testing, uh, which is you know essential when planning for family, but um, in particular, we're looking at uh, sickle cell. What can you tell us about that and how it might affect, and um, I guess, yeah, the role it plays?
1: Mm. So sickle cell disease, it's uh, one of those uh, inherited diseases that is very common in, in the world, but most people don't even know about it. So it's an inherited red blood cell disorder. It affects the way the red blood cells or the way the body produces the red blood cells. So for people who have this disease, the red blood cells, which are supposed to last for about 120 days, they die off about about 20 days. And once they're dying off, they form into a C-shape, uh, like a sickle, uh, farm 2 and that's where the name came from. So this causes a lot of... Um, discomfort, a lot of pain in the veins and the joints, and a lot of complications and infections, and even fatal. So it's a very, very severe disease um, once you have it. But you also have people who have the, the traits, the genes. If you carry the gene, and most people don't know they carry it.
0: Okay, that's that's actually quite a fascinating aspect of it. So it's it can be uh, passed down from family member to family member. It can actually be genetic that the um, to increase your chance of, of having sickle cell
1: Yes, yes. So it's a genetic condition. So if a um, parent carries the gene, for example, I carry the gene and my husband carried the gene, and we didn't know until we had our fourth child after having the first three kids. So it's something that's genetic. You can only know if you get tested for it.
0: Wow, and that's another fascinating topic as well. So you, you've had three uh, kids beforehand, before um, unfortunately the fourth child of yours was um, found to have sickle cell anemia. Is that right?
1: Yes, yes. So we, have, we had three kids and, you know, we, at the time we didn't even know what hospital was. we never been in hospital before. And then we had our youngest child uh, who manifested a disease about... Well, she started having funny complications, funny symptoms from six months, but we didn't know that there were sickle cell symptoms. So she was diagnosed when she was at 14 months. So that's when we actually had to get tested and the other kids had to get tested to know that some of them carried the gene and some of them were okay.
0: That's actually fascinating. So is this something do you think that a family should really consider, um, you know, do they test themselves first to find out firstly if they carry the gene for sickle cell anemia and then, you know, if you're going to have a have a child with, in, with your partner, maybe consider asking them if, if they want to get tested because if you both end up carrying the gene for sickle cell anemia, does that increase the likelihood?
1: Yes, yes, it does increase the likelihood if you have the gene. Oh, some people might live with the disease, and because every person affects this uh, disease differently, some people late in their adulthood, they are told that they actually have the disease itself. Every person is different. So, uh, and it also affects different people who come predominantly from countries where there's, there's malaria. So we're looking at places where, from African descent, Hispanics, Southern Asia, uh, Caucasians from Southern Europe, and uh, people from the Middle East. So if you come from that part of the world, chances are that you might be carrying the gene just because long time ago the body started protecting itself from malaria and it deformed the gene in the process. So the only way you can know is if you get tested. You can either ask it for yourself, but some people, they find it when they're having pregnant, uh, pregnancy, depending on which hospital they go to because uh, testing is not mandatory in Australia.
0: Wow, okay. And was there much information or awareness about this before you co-founded the Australian Sickle Cell Advocacy?
1: Well, not so much. There have been uh, talking in the hospitals, yes, and some other organizations that have done this before, but not, not so much, and that's why we started this organization, because when we came to Australia uh, over 11 years ago, we had no idea, we didn't even know where to run to, so we decided to take it upon ourselves to start a Facebook page as a support group at the time. So we only registered the organization two years ago. So before that, the other organizations were there, but they didn't talk much about it apart from having some information. So we feel people should know, and even up to today, even last night I got a phone because somebody was like, oh, my God, I didn't know that there's people in Australia who have sickle cell disease. And uh, I was like, yeah, we've been around. You just have to look us up on social media. And that's why we are doing this, so that more people can know about us.
0: And... I guess what what's it like for somebody who is living with sickle cell anemia? What uh, what do they typically have to go through? Is there medication? Is there treatment? Uh, do they feel, you know, di- different um, to the wider society? Are they affected in any way?
1: Yeah. So for somebody who lives with a disease, starting from it, it usually have manifests in children from about five six months. Because when the kids are born, they, the hemoglobin they are, they are born with, the red blood cells are not affected until about five months. So the kids who start having maybe hands and feet as they swell. Then they have anemia. They just look tired. Some kids will be crying because of pain. Their eyes may be yellow because of jaundice. And over time, there's different now, different complications, like the kids have delayed growth, and uh, the adults might have chronic pain, and it affects every, almost every part of the body, in the, the organs, the skin, the liver, the heart, everything. So it's a, it's a very severe disease, but unfortunately, there's no the only cure at the moment is a bone marrow transplant.
0: And something like that obviously isn't uh, isn't just readily available. It's not like you can just go and get a bone marrow transplant over the counter. So yeah, managing this beforehand is is essential. So I guess if you do get tested and you're found to have to carry the gene for sickle cell anemia, um, what, what do you do then?
1: Well, once, once you find out, for example, you, you ask for the GP. The GP does a, it's a specific blood test. It's not a full blood test. You ask for a, a specific blood test. And um, so the GP will take it up upon himself. They know they're supposed to refer somebody to uh, um, uh, counseling, genetic counseling if you're about to have kids. But if you're not uh, having kids, it's just for you to know at the back of your head that, you know, but the time that I want to get married or the time that I find a partner, that's some, this is something that we can discuss. And once we do, it's up to them to make an informed decision. So, you know, we're in Australia where we've got fantastic hospitals. It's not a life sentence. We have people living with this disease, but it just means that it to be for life, they have to go in hospital. As I say, right now, they only treat symptoms. So if somebody, for example, has kidney disease, if they've got pneumonia, they'll treat that, but they won't cure the disease until you do a bone marrow transplant. In Australia, at the moment, there's only been one successful bone marrow transplant for sickle cell SS, and that was our daughter who had it over a year ago. So there's still hope that other people can get it, but it's very limited because you have to have a sibling donor, 100% match, in Australia at the moment. So those are the things that people should know. Like, you know, it's not the end of the world. People are living with it, but it has to, have to be, you know, constant hospital and monitoring. But also you can decide and do other options if you haven't had your your kids yet. It's a very sensitive um, topic to discuss what you should do. You know, you're in love, you have kids, you you don't have kids. So it's a very um, sensitive topic, but hematologists and counselors deal with such questions.
0: Okay, well, thank you very much for making time with us today. Is there one final message you'd like to put out there to the uh, listeners of Broome, anyone listening on Radio Galari, just about... um, sickle cell anemia, or anything else you'd like to get out there?
1: Yes, yes, and the reason why we're doing this, most importantly, today is World Sickle Cell Awareness Day. So I'm from an Australian sickle cell advocacy and organization that supports people living with sickle cell disease in Australia. We're in Melbourne with chapters across Australia and representatives in other states as well. We're not a not-for-profit organization, fully registered, and we just offer awareness and information so people get in touch with us on our website, allsicklecelladvocacy.org, all sicklecelladvocacy.org and all social media platforms, just look for Australian Sickle Cell Advocacy.
0: Excellent. All right. Well, thank you again for making some time with us today. Speaking to uh, Agnes Software, she is the co-founder of the Australian Sickle Cell Advocacy. And uh, if you want to follow up on this information or the interview, uh, we'll be posting it up on uh, our Facebook and also SoundCloud as well.